welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host. It is Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also here with another host. Who is it? It's Mr. Matt Quine, the champion of champions. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. You have got bragging rights for 200 episodes. We've uh, 200 episodes. I know. What's life going to be like in 2025? Oh, if, I mean, if it's anything like 2020, let's just not even. <laughs> just no. <laughs> um, I mean, like the, the the previous years were were fine. Uh, we had some good ones. So yeah, I mean, we've we've had a pretty uh, pretty fruitful uh, couple of years doing this podcast. Off, like there's there's been there's been developments within life. There's so many changes. <laughs> it's grown with us getting all existential yeah. on us now i think we should have done that last last podcast though all that yeah. kind of gushy um, yeah, all that nonsense retrospective stuff rather than making dick jokes and uh talking about times where we almost pooped ourselves <laughs> uh, you know oh dear but i mean that's just the way that the cookie crumbles sometimes that it is you just got to go with go with whatever the uh whatever the mood of the podcast takes yeah and to be fair that is the that's the fret talk way so it's episode 201 we are on episode 201 um yeah so what do we do like what how do we do these podcasts it's been it's been so long <laughs> oh fucking no I've, I've only done three podcasts in the last 10 well there you go i'm gonna have to figure it out man um i think we should start by asking how things are yeah, yeah, fine. Like, I'm running on four. I had a like. It's so hot at the moment. I don't sleep, so I'm running on like four hours sleep. Um, but you know, I'm pretty sure everyone's sort of in the same boat if you're in the UK, because I know people in the rest of the world will say, "Oh, it's not even that hot. It's like it's 22. It's 23. It's like fuck off. Our houses are designed to keep all of the heat that we get in." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like holding on to that precious little heat that we get in the winter time. Yeah, which just means that like I'm sweating my balls off in the, in the middle of the night, going, I just want just want it to go five degrees colder so I can get to sleep. I don't care if it warms up again afterwards. I just I need to get to sleep and I can't. Oh, oh, Everything yeah. just sticks to you. It's just horrible. I hate I hate the summer. Everyone talks about how wonderful summer is, and I never sleep in the summer. I I, I feel your pain. Like as as soon as. Kind, usually it's by about may time hits i'll get horrendous hay fever um yeah. so yeah i've suffered with that as well yeah i mean i i don't have the problems with getting to sleep but it's when i wake up in the morning and it feels like i shouldn't be alive with the amount that i'm actually breathing in the morning <laughs> uh and it takes a good a good maybe half an hour to get from this just bunged up horrible mess where my eyes uh, can hardly open because they're glued together with yeah like the hay fever goo um and i like clear out the the night time's worth of mucus that's just lodged in me um and then of course you have to pump yourself full of various drugs uh be it like like antihistamine medication like nasal sprays and eye drops and all of this and it, nothing makes you feel more like you would net you wouldn't survive in the wilderness <laughs> oh think, dear. yeah like if this was 
fucking caveman times, I would be some tiger's breakfast. Yeah, I'd be long gone. That's it. Long gone. So, I mean, cheers to like modern medicine for, you know, <laughs> and, and society so that I'm not some, some predator's next easy catch. Yeah. But, but it, it makes you feel like an absolute tit, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, like nighttime stickiness. I don't want to ha- put that mental image in people's mind, but nighttime <laughs> stickiness. I, I during the summer months, I just don't have any duvet on me, and I just sleep sleep in the buff. Yeah, just to get some kind of coolness down there. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm the same at the moment. There's no duvet in the duvet cover, but the duvet cover doesn't even go over me half the time. Yeah. So. I mean, that's we are fucking old. Like this is, <laughs> this is this is life, isn't it? Uh, the, the scary thing is, uh, it's, it's another five months until I hit thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might the, the number might not be there, Matt. But <laughs> oh yeah, I was. I mean, I was born as a middle-aged man. There you go. Yeah, I I, I settled into fatherhood really easily. <laughs> I mean, it, the jokes were happening well before, but yeah, um, like I settled into this life. It was, uh, it was like a, it was made for you. Yeah, like a comfy pair of trousers. <laughs> and ironically, I don't have many of those these days because, um, like fatherhood and lockdown, <laughs> they yeah. uh, they done the number on my my wardrobe. But anyway, I think we should probably, rather than talking about our sweaty balls, um, we should we should talk about something guitar related. Surely, guitar related, guitar Gu- related. Right? Okay. I did another gig. How did it go? I can't even remember. It was like six days ago, five days ago, something like that. Bingo. I'm sure it went well. I did, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if you don't remember them, generally they've gone quite well. <laughs> yeah, the moments passed. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, no. I genuinely can't remember anything about it, so it must have been absolutely fine. I know we had a, uh, our, not our usual drummer, we had a, a depth drummer because our drummer was gigging elsewhere. Um, so it, it like if it had gone badly, I'm sure I would remember. So it must have gone absolutely fine. Nothing particularly exciting obviously happened. <laughs> yeah, um, evidently. Uh, <laughs> did, did you try out any new gear or did you... Like what, no. what were you using? For it. I I use the standard pedal board, obviously without the analog man, as as we discussed last week. Oh, um, okay. So I I ran the tri chorus on the M5 because I think it sounds a bit better than the analog chorus within the M5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tri chorus um, is it's the winner, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, the, the, it sounded fine. It's, yeah, it's it, in my head it wasn't fine, but everyone else. Nobody else noticed. That it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's all good. But yeah, running that, I had the bass breaker eighteen thirty, which as long as you set the EQ up right, it's just great. Like it, it's really easy to get lost in a mix. I found so if you don't have enough treble in there, um, uh, or if you have a little bit too much bass, because it's two twelve, it kind of sits in that wrong place in the mix where it's overlapping with a lot of the mids from the bass. So yeah, um, as long I just yeah need to remember to dial out because when we we had a practice a couple of nights before because obviously we had a depth drummer so we were just going through a couple of bits and i just 
I couldn't work out why I had to turn my amp up really loud for me to be able to hear it. And then I was like, ah, it's been in the back of the van and everything is on zero apart from the bass, which is on 10. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not going to give you a good time there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's it's really sensitive. Like the, the Vox like only has a tone cut knob so the more you turn up the less tone you've got which is really weird like (laughs) weird to get your head around but because of the way the the chicken head knobs are on the box and the way they're set in they never ever get moved in the back of the van but for whatever reason like these seem to be a bit a bit lighter touch so they they move a little bit more so i just need to remember to actually look at the top of my amp (laughs) see glue them down is what you need to do (laughs) who needs settings but yeah, no, that went all right. And then I've got a. I was setting up tonight for a wedding on Saturday, so we're recording on a Thursday. But um, England play Scotland in the football tomorrow, and we have a Scottish guitarist, um, three England fans, and me who kind of are, I'm apathetic towards international football in general. <laughs> yeah, sports ball, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like I, I don't get me wrong. I I enjoy watching football with the lads, but like international football's never been my thing. I don't really feel patriotism for anywhere because I'm from the Isle of Man, and we we don't have an international football team that plays in the FIFA competitions. So yeah, like I've never kind of been big into it. But like I say, there's a Scotsman and three Englishmen all wanting to watch the game tomorrow. So we set up tonight, but got we had to learn one of the wettest songs ever written for the first dance, which is Jason, is it Marat's I'm Yours? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I know that song. It's, yeah, it's just so wet. I mean, it's <sighs> it's four chord pop, isn't it? It's it's that exact chord progression. Yeah, it's like a it one, is. one what, six, four, five or something, isn't it? Uh, no, one, one, five, six, four. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it is, yeah, it's those chords, isn't it? So it's so um... it, it, it is, and it's it, it's in a like a reggae shuffle kind of, and there is the like the only problem is is there's loads of stops and starts for different instruments at different times. So <laughs> what we all did was went into it, listened to one verse and one chorus, and went, "That's the entire song," and kind of then we were sat down and we were like, "Oh shit, I don't know where to come in and out." So we then had to listen to the song. <laughs> Basically, we, we, yeah, in Soundcheck tonight, we were playing it as a band for the first time. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so um, it was just a lot of that, but it's just so boring. It's just, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Same not four chords for like four, four and a half minutes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and there's, there's, there's almost, the bass player described it as a lead bit, and it's, 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 it's not lead, it's it's... Just it, it's a kind of melody that's played a couple of times. Is that the da, 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 no. Da. no? So there is a a, a guitar-y bit okay. in the intro that goes do it do do it do do it do do it do. So it's basically outlining the chords, but with like yes. a so passing it's, note. It's, Whatever you call, you know, when you play two notes together on the E and the B string. Yeah, double stops. Yeah. Yeah, double stops. It's literally running a double stop between the chords. Nice, nice. Jason (laughs) Mraz, calm down, you stallion. (laughs) But yeah, he's like, "Oh, has anybody learned the lead bit?" And I went, "I'm pretty sure it goes like this." And like, "Yeah, that sounds right." (laughs) Yeah, so I'll I'll double check that tonight, and then I'm sure it'll be fine for their wedding. 
But yeah, yeah it's going to be a weird wedding because hanging over the dance floor okay. prior to the first dance will be a five-tier wedding cake on a swing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what we said. It's like, so sorry, what? Like yeah, you you can't come in and turn any of your your equipment on until because we, we don't want anybody just in case because yeah. it's going to be very very precarious. We're like, you've got a five tier wedding cake on a swing. That that is that's that sound trouble. So, that is. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, and they're like yeah. So uh, when you arrive, if you could all just line up just outside the marquee. You sure. sure? <laughs> And what are like, they are they going to like try and cut it whilst it's on the swing? Are they going to yes, like? Yes, they're going to thr- cut. It, they're going to cut it on the swing, the f- and then the swing is going to be removed from the dance floor, and then we must play immediately. <laughs> I don't think they have a concept of cake. Like, I t- yeah, I like it's. I'm almost certain that by the time we get there, the cake will already be on the floor. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. apparently it's going to be on the swing from the time that they arrive at three o'clock. Until we get there at five to eight, so at five to eight they're cutting the cake, and at eight o'clock we start for the first dance song. And that's like—is that there are children at weddings as well? I, I, like... I, I yeah, I, I don't know what it's made of, but yeah, it's just insane theory. Like whatever, whoever came up with that idea, I, I yeah, God yeah. loves to try and all, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to know what they've uh, what they've been taking because that is <laughs> that's some strong stuff. Yeah, and then they spent more on some plastic flower garlanding for the marquee than they did for hiring the marquee itself. Nice. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, is that something that they now own that they've got to? Is that a... it's, it's two giant? So basically, the, the the marquee itself is two teepees. Yeah, yeah, two giant teepees. And there's big rings of green plastic flowers in either of the like top bits of the teepees. Yeah. And they those rings together cost more than it cost to hire the teepee itself. I mean <laughs> These are insane people. Sure. But but they won't have a stage in the teepee. They won't pay for having a stage in the teepee, but they will pay for some plastic flowers on a circle. Yeah, it's probably why they're not on pay- a giant hula hoop. <laughs> Probably why they're not paying for it because they've spent yeah. all their budget on insane hula hoop <laughs> decoration, hula hoop flowers. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So like interesting, but yeah, I've learned a new song. I'll be playing with the um, the Variax again tomorrow because I don't know. I'm just it weighs a little bit less than the Les Paul, and sometimes you feel a bit lazy. So oh yeah, especially this weather, like. It's it's nice to have something that's not going to add to that frustration. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel so, you. Yeah, I feel and, you. Uh, I, I won't charge the Variax because I can't be asked. So it'll be the magnetic pickups of the Variax. It sounds great. And yeah, so like uh, when when we were playing tonight, the the other guitarist was like, "I like how that really sounds like the second position in a strat." And I was like, "That's because it is basically <laughs> the second position in a strat because yeah. I haven't bothered charging it." And he's like, "Ah, okay." <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the the Variax model of the second position in a strat. Yeah, no, it, it is good. It like it all sounds great, but yeah, it just happened. Just so happened that actually, I was using the magnetic pickups. Yeah, I, I do feel guilty sometimes because my 
the battery on my Variax hasn't been charged. It. I think the last time I did it was when I did the um, the Stomp V Stomp with the Variax acoustic sim. Acoustics, yeah. And since then it hasn't been charged, and that was probably about six months ago. Yeah, I need to put my uh, Variax on charge because I was thinking exactly the same thing. I was like, the last time I charged that was the last time I played through the system without the P- where it was all through the PA where I was using the simplifier and I was looking through and that was February. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, but uh, so I pulled the battery out of the Variax tonight. I was like, yeah, I'll take that home and charge it. Now I need to find the charger. <laughs> I mean, my, mine is literally sat underneath this computer right here. Um, I know exactly where it is. It's all plugged in and it's ready for me to just... So, I mean... The, there's no excuse. There really is no excuse. Um, yeah. And I used the Variax almost exclusively on the no talk or tone stuff. Um, but I just used the the pickups. They sound great. They sound really good. Uh, and I, I like a Strat. So what's the what's the point in charging it? Um, I, I will have to one day. I, I might charge it and do like record a video on the Variax because I keep threatening to do so. Um, <laughs> I think I've still got the footage that I sent you for when I did a, a bit when you first mentioned that you were going to do a video on the Variax. Yeah, you might need to dig that out, Matt, so that we can... Uh... It's it's, in, it's the, only, the only reason I even know that I have the footage is because I saw it when I was uploading to Dropbox for episode 200. I was like, oh, look, there's that Variac stuff that Adam never did anything with. So I can send that over again. Yeah, yeah, send it over uh, and pretend it's new. (laughs) (laughs) It's not two years old or whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) It'll all be in like a a sepia tone. And there'll be no no, no actual music, but like the flashcard titles. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I might have to do that, actually. That would be quite funny. Um, but yes, talk, talking about some um, some videoy stuff. Um, I have been busy videoing this week. Um, I think I've I've been hitting it really hard um, with pedal boards of doom recently. I did uh, I did the energy effects uh, flaming cake one about three weeks ago now, um, and because I got into the habit of doing like a full demo. Um, I've just been doing full demo since rather than like relying on the stump v stump stuff and largely owing to the fact that um, to do a stump v stump you need a stump to v the stump uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm shit out of pedals like I've got shed loads of pedals but none of which are modelled on the um on the HX stump because it tends to model uh, the original quite pricey um, pedals. So like the Clon Center, the uh, the uh, Paul Cochran Timmy, um, the King of Tone. All of these are pedals that, for the best intention, all of the love that I have for those pedals, I ain't going to be owning one. Yeah. Like budget pedal chap does not be buying like grand <laughs> worth of clan center or however many grand's worth of clan center so 
I think un until I can get my hands on some uh, some other comparables, then um, it's going to be full demos. Um, yeah. But, so uh, we talked about it a little bit last time. I was doing some stuff with the shaky Jimmy, uh, the modification. Uh, I've I've fully recorded that this week after um, uh, quite a faux pas <laughs> with video recording. Um, I, th I think the 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 little bit of advice that I'm going to give to anyone who wants to get into kind of serious video work, um, make sure you don't put autofocus on uh, and that you don't rely on autofocus on your camera um, because <laughs> because I ruined um, ruined some footage where it focused on my mic stand rather than my face. Um, and I felt like an absolute idiot. Um, so I had to had to redo that a little bit. But I've 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 got that done and it's all it's all recorded, it's all uploaded as well, so it's definitely, definitely done. Um and just before we did this podcast, I watched through for quality checks. Uh and it was quite an entertaining video. So there you go. And if you do have a shaky Jimmy, um I would urge checking the video out because it's a, a tasty little mod that is cheap um, and reversible. Um, and it, it really does affect the signal um, of your shaky Jimmy. Um, and that's all I'm giving you on that one. Um, this week on the No Talk All Tone, uh, I recorded this one weeks and weeks and weeks ago uh, because I am uh, I'm that damn efficient. Uh, I think it's the I set... Um, overdrive and if a company's got an overdrive which uh which overdrive do you think it's going to be based on is it a japanese green thing by any chance it may very well be <laughs> uh, i mean the, the pedal's in a red enclosure so you're like oh mm. oh it's a different flavor no it's not what could this be no <laughs> no it's not um but to be fair like it does it does a decent job of it if you are after like a dipping your toe in the water of the tube screamer market if if you're like new to guitar and you you wanted to try a tube screamer but you didn't really want to be forking out like the 50 60 quid that you'd be picking up a, a tube screamer like like a an ibanez tube screamer off uh the like the marketplace or whatever um you could pick one of these up for like 20 no i think um and it 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 will give you the idea of what a tube screamer is supposed to do so they're an absolutely ideal tool for that. Or if you just need, like, if you wanted a boost pedal, um, the Tube Screamer circuits and Tube Screamer clones are fantastic for that. Yeah, that's my favourite way to use a Tube Screamer. I actually don't particularly like them as an overdrive into a clean amp. Yeah. But um, I absolutely love them for, a, a, like, a yeah lead circuit. Like a lead boost. Um, in fact, until I was on the, until this iteration of the board, I'd had a tube screamer doing my lead for probably seven years, and now I've moved away from the tube screamer and I am using an Anteras. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is you are fully like varying your tone there, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. To be fair, like I'm not I'm not using the Anteras. I, it certainly doesn't sound like a tube screamer the way I'm using it, but um, yeah, like 
I yeah, I just I wanted something a bit different, so yeah. So yeah, you, you, you bought, you bought <laughs> yeah, a, a Japanese-inspired overdrive. Yeah, and okay, it's like it's what does Stuart say? Is it an SD one that it's loosely based on with a clean blend and? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 that kind of topology, but then everything's tightened up. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously heavily modified, and like yeah, it, yeah. it might one day have started out as an SD one circuit but everything has been changed and yeah i i actually find that at the moment i'm running everything at 12 apart from the tone which i'm running at like three o'clock i'm running it really bright yeah um just because obviously if you're using it as a lead boost it needs to be able to cut through the mix um and the volume actually i've had to turn the volume down because apparently i'm blowing the ears off the bass player who sits who stands next to me Obviously, now with a thirty watt amp, I can't really have 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 my drive pedals tripling the volume. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You can't quite be pushing it as hard as it used to be because it's now got the headroom to do so. Yeah, like shit. Um, yeah, but I mean, like tube screamers in general, uh, uh, they are that. That kind of wheelheads, and either you you, yeah. you get the like the creamy lead boost, or you can you can brighten them up as well and get really kind of slicing through the mix. I really like them for um, Stratocaster into a clean amp um, because it does it that evens out the um, the stratiness of a strat. Yeah, and to be fair, I haven't tried a tube screen in a with just a strat and a clean amp because i don't own anything apart from the variax that will do strat and yeah i just haven't haven't bothered to try that so i might like i probably agree that it probably is perfect for that especially with a strat single coil bridge just to kind of take some of that edge off i never use the bridge pickup what are we talking about (laughs) no but uh, you can you can use it there um yeah it's a to kind of smoothen out that, um, yeah, to round the edges off the harshness. Yeah, you you then tend to get quite a um, quite a like top top mid honk then, uh, which works really well at cutting through. Um, but I, again, I I use neck pickups, um, and it, again, it takes the kind of glassy glassiness and just thickens everything up. So you get in a super massive f- fat stratty tone um and i love i love strats love strats um yeah so i mean that's what i've done this week we should probably i think because i've just looked at the time we are nigh on about halfway through <laughs> so we should probably do something <laughs> probably uh so we're yeah. gonna yeah, gonna yeah, mix yeah. it up a little bit today we're gonna do news and then opinions then news then opinions then news and see how far we get um we've only got we've got three (laughs) three news articles and we've got five opinions so that would make sense to do an opinions first it would it would there you go right one two three or uh one two three four or five matt uh three three um oh cool uh matteo marino says um which should I go for? The Electro Harmonics Oceans 11 or the TC off? I mean, 
if, if you're asking me, it's the TC Hoff every time I've got one on the board. Well, I had one on the board before I bought the Immerse, and I've got one on my spare board, and I will keep it because they're cracking pedal. Yeah. Um, the Immerse sounds slightly better, but it's twice the price. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I, I absolutely love the Hoff. I think it's a, probably the best multi-reverb in, in its price bracket. Yeah. I mean, they are really, really solid, aren't they? They're very, yeah, I mean, very yeah, you're not you're not going to break it. They, the sounds are great. You've got the option. Um, this one uh, tone print on the version one, and I think three on version two. Yeah. So if you can stretch the version two, and you like the the tone print stuff, then try and stretch the version two. But I mean, I I'm going to be honest here and, and admit that I've never used the tone print feature. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, that's a lie. I did because I had to have a phaser with some reverb, and I didn't have a phaser on the board, so I found a phased reverb tone print. Nice. <laughs> so I have actually got put, like, but I think I did it for one song that we don't do anymore. But so I've so I've not used it since. But um, yeah. I mean, I I have uh, mentioned quite a few times that I have a, an entire board made up of TC pedals, pretty much. And the amount of times I've used the tone print, I could count on one hand. So, uh, yeah. like the the, to- the tones that they have in them, like the 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 full size pedals that have got like the rotary dial to select uh, select the tones. Those tones are good. They are good solid tones. It's not like when you you're like banking through uh, a multi effects unit and they're trying to show off the the extreme limits of their yeah. effects. They've set them to a point where they are really useful when you just kind of click onto it. Yeah, and then you've got a couple of knobs to tweak a couple of parameters. And if you yeah. want to tweak anything more than that, use the tone print stuff. And yeah. you can actually tweak the main, like create your own tone print and tweak one of the main ones to give you wider parameters if you really want to, mm-hmm. if, if that's what you want to do. But like like you're saying, like the the default stuff in the in the those tone print pedals is enough for 99% of what you want to do and like I say I the the full sized half I had two settings in it I had the modulation setting for if I wanted to fill out some background where like there was supposed to be synth or something in there and I'm not a synth player so I'd use it for like filling out sounds where the thing sounded a bit empty yeah um and then I used the hall setting for like a, a more standard reverb that of the of the ones in there, the hall was my favourite. I've actually moved on to spring from the immerse, but just because of the of the settings in the immerse, that's what I wanted. But yeah, if you like, the, you've got that option in there. The the pedals, yeah. I I just I haven't actually tried an Ocean's Eleven from um, Electro Harmonics, but I think I don't think I'd bother. I think I'd just go for a half. If if my half died, I think I'd buy another half. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and. With the version two as well, with the mash function, um, yeah. it's it, for me. I think expression on on anything pretty much is something I would use very very sparingly, um, and those mash function um, pedals are ideal for that. Um, like yeah. because it's not taking up another um, part of your pedal board by having to have an expression pedal and then having to have a switcher that roots the expression through various different pedals or whatever 
you can just have it on the pedal itself and just there we go mash um and to be honest again i don't think i'd particularly use it but it's a feature and it's a feature that's uh i think the oceans 11 has got an expression in um but it saves you having to then hook a expression up to it so i think yeah again off but it just it depends what you what you're doing really isn't it because if you are um like i didn't read much more into the the question and it the question was literally like off or um oceans 11 if you're doing more ambient stuff maybe there's uh features on the the oceans that that might be more suited but for for most people i'd say i'd say half yeah so that was a yeah i mean we managed to <laughs> to spin out a four word answer into about five minutes worth of conversation there um we're gonna do a bit of news um i reckon we'll start with we'll start with the waza the waza craft hm2w is now now up for pre-order so they are they are live you can put money down and earmark one for yourself um do you know much about what's been added for the waza edition i imagine it translates finnish into english for you because you'd have to be in or english into finnish for you because i imagine you're in a finnish death metal band if you've got a hm2 well the um the moniker was the swedish chainsaw but Uh, it's i mean you're in the right you can't say it's the same thing can you but you know what i mean you're in the right part (laughs) of the world i suppose (laughs) I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure there's more metal bands in Sweden, in Finland than Sweden, but... Yes, yes, per capita, yes. Um, I, I saw <laughs> I saw an interesting graph on it the other day. Um, and it was basically like one of those kind of heat maps. Uh, and it had like <laughs> the darker spots for, um, for more densely populated. And it was literally like Scandinavia, <laughs> just black. Uh, like... Um, it was metal bands per thousand. Um, so yeah, <laughs> they loved them some metals. Uh, so this, yeah, the this is the first Wazacraft pedal that doesn't have uh, a toggle switch on the front. Uh, and the reason being is the the like the profile of the HM2W is so iconic that they didn't want to didn't want to sully that by putting a, a a toggle switch on the front so they've they've put that on the back um so that's that's a that's it's it's a new thing um it's i mean it is what it is isn't it um they've apparently so the the wasercraft mode has an improved um buffer it's got the wasercraft buffer so that when you're in bypass mode you're not affecting your signal quite as much as the original would. Right. Uh, okay. It's uh, they've uh, they've tweaked the circuit a little bit. They've retained apparently retains the original tone of the pedal, but with modern components, have managed to reduce the the noise ratio on it. Uh, so you're getting a more efficient Swedish chainsaw. 
Um, and <laughs> there's the, apparently, according to the article that I read, there's an extra chip, which has got to mean more gain, surely. <laughs> surely. Yes, um, it, it, it adds extra gains. Maybe yeah. it puts more teeth in the chainsaw. <laughs> That's it. Um, but, I mean, we, we rag on the HM2, um, and I think we're right to because it's largely not our... Um, oh, it's definitely not my thing. Yeah. However, there, there have been some quite notable users, haven't there? Apparently, Gary Moore had one on his pedal at one point. So Gary, Gary Moore had a HM2W. What did he use it for? Keeping the fucking set list down on the stage. He, he didn't have an HM2W because he was. Uh, well, okay, no, he had a HM2. Yeah. Uh, was it a tube screamer in a HM2 box? I mean, it it could very well have been, but Gary Gary was known for not really all that subtle guitar signal. He did push the gain somewhat mightily, and he had a. A period of time in the eighties where his tone wasn't the greatest, so maybe yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I just every time I see a black bo- boss pedal, I just die inside a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this is not meant for me. Yeah, it's just like I I look at it and I go, do you know? It's like regardless of what it sounds like, it just. It grates on me slightly. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard, but it's the visual representation of that. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's just, I've, and I, and like, I'm almost a thousand percent certain it's because when I was between 16 and 18, or probably 16 and 20, I used to go and watch metal bands over here quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and you'd have guitarists on there and they had black boss pedals on the floor and i don't know what they were i wasn't really like that into pedals at the time yeah. but you just know that they had every single dial twisted as far around to the right as they possibly could and it always sounded awful oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean to be fair most pedals would sound not their best when you crank all of the controls up to maximum um, yeah yeah i don't think it's the problem of those i think it's just the fact that that kind of pedal encourage that kind of behavior from teenagers because they see metal and yeah. they see a pedal and they're like, oh, well, I, I need more of the metal. Yeah, yeah, surely. <laughs> the, mo- the most metal that I can get out of this pedal is if I crank all of if the I controls ha- because oh. all, they're, all they're doing is taking away the metal, if anything. So crank yeah. them all up and then that will allow the most metal to flow through, yes? Yeah, um, and like... Yeah, I'd, I'd like so. That's probably where my aversion to the pedals comes in a little bit, but I can yeah, understand it, that. I can understand like, it. Um, yeah, like and the fact that they've not, they don't want to ruin the front of it. It's iconic look, so they've stuck a toggle switch on the top. Yeah, like that's just a bit pretentious and wankery, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, a little bit. Just a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the the metal zone suffered from the fact that like you, like you say teenagers had those and and people growing up now will will remember those as the the pedal that they had when they were 13 and it sounded like a box of wasps because yeah. they were playing a squire strat into a, <laughs> a crate combo 
yeah. and wondered why this pedal weren't making all of their tonal dreams come true. Um, it's, but, I, I still don't sound like the records. What's going wrong? It says metal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. <laughs> yeah, why is this not sounding like like Metallica? Um, this it said that this this would sound like Master of Puppets, but it's not. Damn you! <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think the, the metal zone has largely kind of suffered that um, that stigma. Uh, but the the MT two has it's kind of separate from that, where it's it's a bit it has a bit more prestige. Um, I don't know why it's a lot less subtle, um, and apparently the best setting is just everything up to the maximum. <laughs> um, which is exactly the the yeah. um, the downfall of the the metal zone, isn't it? With yeah. its incredibly powerful EQ. But hi ho. Um, so that yeah, that is the the MT2W. They are retailing. Uh, to be fair, 179 euros doesn't seem like a, quid. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a terrible price for something that is Waza craft no but at the same time what's a metal zone or a, a hm2 35 40 quid something like that an hm2 these days you won't be able to pick those up for 170 quid is it not no are, are they are they not do they not exist anymore i'm yeah. so out of the loop with what boss are doing are they are these reissues of pedals that don't exist again yeah yeah so the the hm2 has been out of production for for a while the metal zone hasn't uh, the metal zone's still available and they are i think they're about 90 quid something like that really yeah, yeah. people still buy them yeah yeah exactly uh, yeah I, ju- I just assumed it would be the same price as a ds1 <laughs> no no there's a lot more going on surely I'm I'm not wrong about this, am I? Surely this is I I have a, like I've got nothing to go on. I just assumed roughly looks the same as a DS one, but they've inverted the colours. Probably the same for? price. HM two or no M Oh M two. There we go. Uh, eighty five quid. Okay. Oh okay, sixty nine quid on Toman. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> fucking brilliant you just have to you have to it's I mean, the law it's the law indeed indeed um, <laughs> so like if you compare 179 quid for like the the made in Japan special amazing edition with extra chips um, yeah yeah with a side of chips um, 179 versus essentially what is almost 90 quid that don't seem terrible yeah no it's not hor- not horrific um um i would still buy a tate effects pedal for that price but yeah oh yeah yeah completely um i uh, i instead put my money down for a, a mojo mojo paul gilbert special edition yes but again that's half the price of this <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was less less priced than a new metal zone. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Is this gonna be like your ninth mojo mojo? Oh shit man, it's uh, yeah, I I've 
I've owned probably about six of them now. Um, I've got rid of a few because I've, I've realized realistically I don't need more than two. One to wash, one to wear. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've got two of those. I've got two of the Dark Matter as well. Um, but then this will be the third. Yep. But it's purple. And it's got a switch it that it's goes different. to 11. Yep. Um, yeah, if it's anything like the original switch, we're debating as to whether it was even wired in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was subtle. Right. Uh, so we've done... Uh, we've done... We've done three. So an let's opinion, do we've done a new, one. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one. Okay, this this one, I've put this one in for you. This is uh, Justin Chamberlain, who I think is um, a friend of Lee's. Um, recommendation on an octave pedal. Uh, Boss OC2, uh, not even W, what's it? Yeah, Japanese black label Boss OC2 is the octave pedal you want. Don't bother with the made in China or whatever the, the non-Japanese ones are. They're awful. Don't bother with OC5. Don't bother with an OC3. Um, I mean, if you want POG, like, it'll do up and down as opposed to two oct- down and two octaves down, Yeah. then POG's the way to go if you want one up, one down. But um, if not, I would, yeah, I would go for... Uh, an OC2. I, I knew this was going to be your uh, your response. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say Line Six M Five. Ah, yeah. To be fair, do you know the only reason I bought the OC Two in the first place was because my M Five died. <laughs> nice. So I had an M Five, and the early editions of the M Five had a weird power cycling issue. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, my M5 died, and I had a pedal to cover everything apart from the octave that I needed. So um, I put on a local site, and someone was like, oh, I'm selling this uh, OC2. I picked it up for 40 quid, because that's what OC2s were going for. Only it was a Japanese one, and it should have been like 85, 90 quid. So. Get in. In your yeah. face, stupid, non-researchy guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Actually, the the label came off mine this week uh, <laughs> because I had it glued to the pedal board, and eventually the glue on the label has come away. So I've now glued to the bottom of the pedal instead. I, I'm not fussed. I'm not going to sell it. I I don't really care. Like I'm not I'm not too worried about value of like eighty quid pedals. It's like there's a yeah. purist out there who's listening to this, who's itching, crying. Now. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. But like I giggle my stuff. Like it's gonna get scuffed as long as it still functions i don't really mind like yeah i yeah the, yeah it's functionality is what i'm looking for the label is not integral to the circuit is it so <laughs> you're all right yeah. yeah um yeah i think i was I, I, when i always saw the question I, I immediately thought of yourself with the oct i thought if that's not a possibility if you can't find one of those kicking about um pog I thought Pog, it seems to yeah. be the one that everyone uh, goes towards, doesn't it? Yeah, it's micro Pog, isn't it? That's the one up, one down in the the small pedal box. Yeah. And then, if because the, the, the big Pog's got a load of sliders on, then I don't know what they do. <laughs> isn't that the Hog? They've got, they've got both, haven't they? The Pog and the Hog, the polyphonic 
octave, gen octave generator and then the homophonic octave generator which sure why why would you buy that one if the i, I, I don't know um yeah. but there you go yeah so it's it has got it's got like certain overtones doesn't it so you can almost dial it in like an organ sound yeah almost like the drawbars on a on an old hammond organ um so there is that i think the more tender octave was yeah, a tender, a, tender octave. Oh, sorry, yeah. tender octave was a very, very um, faithful recreation. Wink, wink of, of a of a pog to the point where they removed it from sale. <laughs> yes, uh, I believe they've got the tender octave Mark it's II back. now. Yes, um, it is. And I believe that if you go into this one and look at the code on the chip, it no longer says pog in the code. <laughs> No, they uh, they went in and deleted that. They went, I have seen the error of my ways. Um, so, yeah, I think largely we, we're talking that. Um, it depends really what you what you need the octave for. If it, if it yeah. is just like the odd song where you've got it, like you're in a covers band and you've got to do, I don't know, you've got to do like a White Stripes tune where it's got... A bit of octave on it. I, I would get an M5, and then you, yeah, you've, you've got more because you've got yeah. You can dick around with the rest of it. So if you need chorus for one song, phase for one song, flans for one song, octave for one song, if you want to fucking mess around with Q filters and all that kind of stuff, it's all in there. Yeah, I mean, there's it's hard hard beating it, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Let's go on to our next one. Um, Go on, we'll we'll go for the big boy. Um, this this bit of news is brought to you by Harley Benton. Um, it is the Harley Benton Aeolus. It kind of sounds dirty. Uh, sounds like a nipple. <laughs> it does, yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds kind of nipple adjacent, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, that's got to be the episode title. Just give me a sec. I'm gonna go and get a pen. What's it called? Harley Benton Aeolus. Yes. Yeah, oh fuck! I'll do it later. Uh, yeah, I've I've probably got rid of the pen somewhere. I'll 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 remember it. Um, I won't at all. Alright. So, <laughs> I, what I found is I can't spell Aeolus. Yeah, A E O L U S Aeolus. Um, uh. So, essentially, it's like. It's almost like um, a Les Paul and a big jazz box um, met somewhere in the centre. Um, so kind okay. of... Yeah, you, you get the idea. That That's a pretty accurate description, right? Kind of thinner body, so it's thinner than a, um, than a jazz box would be, but kind of in the spirit of a jazz box. Yeah, and, and the arse of it is bigger than a Les Paul, so it's not really a DS... 135 or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, specs on it are absolutely phenomenal. Like, mahogany body, roasted flame maple neck and board, um, 22 stainless steel frets, um, glow-in-the-dark side dots. <laughs> um, I mean, they, they are suggesting that that is a, is a feature, and some people do look for that. I... Don't give two shits if the side dots glow in the dark. Um, 
but yeah, it's, so it's it's a feature at least anyway. Let's let's yeah. not rag on them for that. Uh, Graph Tech Nut, uh, and then the pickups don't mention that they are Roswell, but they are called Tesla VR Alnico Five. Um, so this is either like a new branch of Roswell pickup, or they're going even further up market with these pickups. Um, all of that sounds pretty like a pretty decent spec. So what it reminded me of was the the fusions because we've we've mentioned those before. The um, the kind of um, Guthrie Govan Sir inspired. Um, yeah one and then they did a telly version as well yeah um and that found my pen um the so those were like the first harley bentons that were looking at really kind of up in the game uh as far as i was aware um and it seems like they're they're continuing on on with this with some different body body shapes now which is fantastic um, it very much reminded me of an old Ibanez, um, one of the, like from the Artcore series, but I can't remember exactly the um, the product code <laughs> title <laughs> as per Ibanez. Um, and th- these things are, I think it was 399 euros. That's pr- like a pretty banging deal. That's, yeah. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Like, considering the specs on them, like roasted maple um, or roasted flame maple or whatever it was, and, yeah. you know, the different types of pickups and coil split and coil tap or whatever it is on the push-pull. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Whoops. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's, it is, like, there's a lot of a lot going on under the hood, isn't there? Um, yeah, yeah. And, like you say, they... they just look a little bit different. It's it's something that Harley Benton, I often criticise them a little bit because every guitar that they do is just a knockoff of a different guitar. But this is a little bit different in that it doesn't quite look like the ES-175 and it doesn't quite look like a 335. Yeah. And it's it, it doesn't feel like it's a direct copy of something that Epiphone or something that Gibson have just released. It feels like they're actually doing a bit of innovation yeah it feels like they're going straight doesn't it like they yeah they've they've done their time doing the like doing the shameless copies um and that's happened across all of like all of guitar everywhere like even (laughs) gibson have done stratocasters yes yeah like sorry sorry, it wasn't a criticism it's just it's just like it's them coming out of the shell and, and doing their own stuff and they they do have guitars that are a bit different as well. Like it's not the first time, but it's the first time that it kind of, or it's the first time in a while that I can remember that it hasn't felt like they've just been reacting to like, like you say, the, there was we talked about the one that looked a bit like the Sirs, and we've talked about ones that looked a little bit like the AZs as well at one point, and yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's nice to see them doing something that doesn't feel like a reaction to something we talked about three weeks ago. Indeed, um, I will. I'll throw my hat in the ring here and say the body shape, although it's not offensive, it's not for me. I don't. Yeah, think, it's also not for me. It's yeah. It's it, um, it's fine. I think is the is the thing. It's fine. It's 
it doesn't inspire me when i look at it it doesn't go, i don't go oh that look at that guitar like i do with something like the um the charvel pro mods i still do that i still look at them and go shit me i want to play one of those um yeah. like there's there's quite a few guitars out there that i'll do that and just go yeah look at every time i see an sg with a a maestro trem system on i go oof i'm gonna own one of them um i don't do that with this guitar i think it looks very functional it looks very it looks fine um but this like i say the specs on paper it's hard to beat for the money um i'm trying to think of anything as well that is of that price point and of that spec um and it's it's difficult don't think there's yeah. much no no not at all and like yes it's harley benton i'm sure there'll be some issues with some of them but like for the most part their quality control seems to be a bit better than it was the only issue really is obviously being in the uk you add 20 percent to the price um that you don't even pay that to Toman. you have to pay that directly to the company that's importing it you have to pay duty as well and there's a, a um a fee for getting it through customs so it does make it a little bit more difficult to obtain in the uk yeah and it it adds a bit of uncertainty as well doesn't it because rather than it just being sent direct from Toman to yeah. you it's being sent through this person, through that person, and and at each yeah. of these points it stops, and at each of these points it could just easily get lost by that yeah. handler. Yeah, um, or even it could it could get stopped and somebody not quite understand what's going on, and then all of a sudden your one week postage turns into six months of back and forth with a like customs, and nobody wants that. Yeah, yeah, it just it's becoming a bit of a bore, like, and it's. It's so unfortunate because Harley Benton are like they were shaping up to be a really good alternative for um for those for that that price range kind of like the up to about four hundred quid. They were really vying for that that market, and now it's just really un un unreliable more than anything for the uk um yeah fingers crossed that it gets done like it gets sorted soon because i would still like to be able to use Toman as an option and at the moment yeah, yeah nope i like t- uh, what i don't understand and what irks me a little bit is Toman were a man uh, managed to do free delivery to the isle of man on anything over 100 quid and there's nowhere in the uk that will deliver to the isle of man for free anymore everywhere charges postage regardless of the the fee or the site like even if you're buying a 300 quid pedal that's going to cost them eight quid to ship or whatever they'll charge you 15 quid whereas toman could would ship you an amp with no no postage mental yeah it, it just it like it, it makes the things inconvenient for me and you know like we like as much as i should be looking at the bigger picture yeah. like selfishly it's it's annoying that toman aren't a aren't a viable option but i just like 
uh, the guitar geek did some work for them for a while and has an affiliate link and he he often says look i can't recommend anybody in the uk use Toman at the moment because it's just uh, there's just so much uncertainty around it that even if it does look like it's going to work out to be cheaper somebody might uh, somebody at customers might decide to just hold it up for six months yep yep that's too true i think we have got one more uh opinions in us before we uh we call it a night because i think <laughs> like we've we've gone over the hour and i think we're 40 minutes in we've run out of steam so <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it one last one last final push and yeah. then we'll we'll wrap it up for the night uh so we've done one and we've done three two four or five uh four okie dokie thick high gain fuzz suggestions thick high gain fuzz fuck <laughs> can I pick a different one <laughs> <laughs> Well, it de- it depends. I think so. This one, this question, and the question afterwards kind of fall into each other. Um, so that one was by Jacob uh, Hemelin, and this one's by uh, Alice. Uh, oh, I've spelt this wrong. Corain. That's not right. Lorraine. Lorraine. It's just my okay. dodgy hand. Alice Lorraine R. Uh, and she says, Acapulco Gold by uh, Earthquaker. Any good? Um, I think that falls into thick high gain fuzz, or at least very, very kind of saturated high gain distortion. Yeah. Um, so Just... we, let's answer both of those questions simultaneously. Um, is the Earthquaker Acapulco Gold um, a, a thick high gain fuzz? And is it any good? I mean, I on, honestly, I I don't know. However, as far as I'm aware, it's got a good reputation because I've heard of it and I've not heard of it being slated. So, so I, I'm put it in, say I, put it into context. The balls out fuzz that I made for you, Matt, yeah. is based on that circuit. Right. So, okay. So, have a think about that one. Yeah, I mean, like. It's a, it's it's not the most usable in a live situation, I would say. Yeah. But it's definitely great fun to play, mess around with at home. But, like, I don't know whether you'd call it a thick fuzz, but if you're going to buy a fuzz pedal, buy a Raise the Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, to be honest, yeah. I don't know whether um, that's thick enough, but, like, because it cuts through the mix quite well, and obviously... Uh, it, like if you say thick fuzz to me, I think of something that's going to get lost in a mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so like um, like a big muff kind of thickness. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think I'd go for um, the germanium version of the Raise the Dead because it's a bit with the silicon one. It's those kind of the the present treble frequencies that allow you to push through the mix. Um, yeah. The germanium one, by its very nature, it has a bit more of a rounded sound, um, but because of it, it is a big, thick fuzz. Um, so I'd go for that. I think the Acapulco Gold is... You hit the nail exactly on the head. Uh, it's it's not versatile. It's a one-trick pony. It does, yeah. it does the one thing, and it does it well. 
and that's kind of sludgy um just kind of blanket of noise um but it is just ultimately very fun <laughs> yeah yeah like all all high gain fuzz is it's it's really good fun it's just whether you what you require it for if you require it for home use then absolutely go fucking nuts get whatever you want like it, unless it's a really cheap nasty like fox fuzz f- yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking of was that fucking terrible fox fuzz that i had that was awful yeah. but like for the most part if you get a fuzz just turn it all the way up plug it into your amp and just have a little bit of fun but if you need it for live you need to kind of focus on not so much thick fuzz but fuzz that cuts through the mix and i think the razor dead the fat guy little coat as well really really good at cutting through the mix yeah yeah and that, that uh, one cleans up quite nicely as well i think yeah. so does the razor dead actually you know, that yeah the razor dead does as well um yeah but yeah like i i don't know about a lot of the more mainstream yeah. like in quotes kind of fuzzers because i just i've, I've never used them the, i've owned four fuzz pedals in my life two of them were made by Stuart tate one of them was made by uh, doug christ and the other one was a fox fuzz and it was awful <laughs> i mean like 75 percent of your fuzz output has been amazing so yeah um... and i almost semi-regret selling the the germanian lockdown fuzz but i just i was never going to use it um yeah so yeah it just had to move on yeah and it's it's bringing a smile to someone else so yes so that's that's a wonderful place to end the podcast i think we're just spreading smiles um so that's where we are wrapping up for today um we have an obligation and a duty to mention our Patreon. And we have a fondness to mention the people who who already back us on Patreon. Because you guys keep the lights on. Um, you are the reason we get to have this hour of therapy every week. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's just amazing. It's just, it's so heartwarming that for 200 plus hours you've tolerated our nonsense um so our uh, patreon uh, place is patreon.com slash fret talk where you can find multiple tiers ranging from two dollars a month all the way up to i don't know it's like ten dollars or something um and for that you can get your name read out on this podcast and celebrated like the heroes that you are and those people are Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chevtone Effects, Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, and of Masters of the Cinematic Universe podcast, who this week had uh, wrapped up the, the original Star Wars saga. Um, and it's kind of making me want to go back and watch it. Don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> I s- it's just the little the little teddy bears. Look, all you need to know is Spock wins. Exactly. Said said Dumbledore. <laughs> to Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. Shit man, like that's gonna get some people angry. Um yeah, he, he also does um other podcasts as well, but I can't 
Can't remember that. Just surprise me, is it? Does he do that yes, one? Yes, it is. Yeah. There you go. Um, I, I, I've not listened to that one. I, I'm a massive fan of the Masters of Cinematic Universe, though. Um, I might have to dip into the uh, the Just Surprise Me because I'm by about Thursday in my week, I run out of podcast. So there we go. Um, we were doing Patreon backers, weren't we? Damn we were. you, Doug! You've sidetracked us here. Um, I just hit the microphone as well. Um, so we had uh, Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects. After that, we have got. Huge erection. Mm, I think we do. Uh, <laughs> we have got Mr. Fletcher, Mr. Ben Fletcher with Fletcher Pickups. Uh, congratulations for five years of Fletcher Ing. Um, your pickups don't make the rocking world go round. And we've got Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast, who again, they also make my commute less terrible. Um, with the Tone Jerks podcast again, log brilliant. They had uh, who was who was on there? Thingy this week. It was a, a, a local guitarist. Yeah, friend. it was. Uh, yeah, somebody that I think Brian had been playing with. Mm-hmm. I um, feel. I feel like I, I was literally listening to that this afternoon. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm so, terrible so. at names. Like so, I struggle to remember my own name. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. It's an absolute miracle that I can remember the six people who have got on this list. <laughs> uh. But yeah, um, yeah, like just like to echo that, like, yeah, there's, there's not many podcasts that I still listen to, but Tone Jerks is is still on that list. Um, I have avoided Masters of Cinematic the Universe because I don't have time to watch films, <laughs> and I don't want to be encouraged to do so. Yeah. So I'm really sorry, Doug, but yeah, I I have avoided listening to that for the most part and and i i can vouch for it i could say it's a it's a a good a good um investment of time um but yes it will make you want to watch movies um so beware and this is the point in the show where i usually say i am budget pedal chap and if you want to find me online it is facebook.com instagram.com youtube.com slash budget pedal chap youtube.com is the home of the no talk all tone series and occasionally you'll find me on pedal boards of doom also doing full demos most of the time it will be in focus as well um you hope yeah, yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed and matt here underscore yeah. matt q well um, i'd just like to say that uh, during the euros i don't have twitter because i'm sick of it's coming home already um so i have deleted twitter from my phone and i will be downloading it again at, after the round of 16 when england get knocked out of the euros <laughs> i mean so, it's uh, inevitable it is inevitable it's yeah i've still got instagram because i don't follow anybody really that follows football on there um so yeah it's heel underscore mac on instagram um it, I mean, by all means, tweet me at heel underscore Matt Q and I'll read it in two weeks' time. Or a week and a half's time, whenever this quarterfinal start. But yeah, uh, whilst England are in the Euros, I will not be on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is clearly, clearly not coming home. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's like, it's the th- like a, a meme I keep seeing on Facebook, actually, um, shared by a couple of my friends is 
um it's it's just it's like um if you think you're at, you're, you're gonna trap me in with this it's coming home nonsense you're absolutely right because it's fucking coming home and it's just like just stop it you, we all know it's not coming home it never comes home you've been singing it for 25 fucking years and it never happens let it go yeah i mean just let it go that song song in and of itself is is old enough to to for you to realize that it's not coming home also the last time we won anything in in football international football was in 1966 like television weren't color then it, it's yeah. that long ago yeah um i think it's time that we just get over it and focus our, our national pride on something like i don't know like dressage or like international <laughs> international curling or something just something that we've got a chance at yep no totally agreed like even rugby union, we get to the World Cup final occasionally, and that we've not yeah. been to a World Cup final since 1966. <laughs> we've not been to a Euros final ever, I don't think. But if we can't get to the finals, why are we saying it's coming home? It never comes home. Let it go. That's it. Yeah, it's 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 almost miraculous. It it, it stirs up like national hysteria when we get to the through to the semi-finals. Yeah. Um, so there you go. And we um, fail every time. We, oh, we absolutely, spectacularly, we choke every damn time. But th- that is enough sports talk. This is not a sports cast. Um, this is the Fret Talk podcast, and that is us for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chump, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Well, he, it will be a tatty bye. And good night for this week. Turn on a bit. Bye. accidentally took Tipex instead of my liquid Viagra last night. I just woke up with a huge correction. <laughs> That'll definitely do. <laughs> and just for the, for the American listeners, Tipex is white out. Just just in case you didn't get the context <laughs> of that joke. <laughs>